John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. And this is the High Gain Podcast. Yes, it is, Ed. Yeah, it's the High Gain Podcast where we talk about guitars, right, John? Yep, one guitar each time. Yeah, are you going to tell me about a guitar? Maybe. Great. Where are we recording from, John? West Seattle. Okay, what was that noise? I don't know what that noise was. Okay, I think it was my guy, Frank. You know about Frank? Frank? Frank from Thunder Road's Guitar. You mean ThunderRoadGuitars.com? Yeah. Yeah. In West Seattle, Washington? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Frank? Yeah. What, what about him? Hey, Frank, say hi. Hello. Guess what, everybody? Frank's here. Oh, that's great. That is I'm so good. So excited. Hey, John. Yes. You've got a cool guitar there. Play it. Whoa. That, that is great. That sounds. Just beautiful. That sounds way better than you've ever played guitar, John. Yeah, yeah. That's probably because I'm not playing it. Frank is playing it. Great. Frank brought us a guitar from the shop. He brought. He brought me a guitar. You guys are dangerously <laughs> close to the shop, too. I'm just... Yeah. That is why we are there. When you guys look out that window and you see John and Ed coming your way, are you guys going, oh, shit. Comedy hour. You guys always have cool stuff to talk about and good jokes and... Comedy hour, Ed. <laughs> It is like a hundred degrees down here, isn't it? Maybe. No? Maybe 60, 65. <laughs> I might be having a stroke or something, guys. Well, you're old. You're I am. Do you know what guitar we're talking about today, Ed? I do. We're going to talk about a jazz master. Yeah. Hey, Frank, what did you bring? I brought a 1959 Fender jazz master <sighs> that we just got from a kind of cool large collection of instruments that we acquired. We have dubbed this guitar the bullet hole Fender jazz master. That is the best name ever. I I'm staring at the case. It has a goddamn bullet hole through it. <laughs> Straight through, both sides. Somebody shot clean through the case with a gun. What does the back of that hole look like? Let me turn yeah. this around for you, Ed. Yeah. That's pretty great. <laughs> what do you think, a BB gun? It was a gun. Some dude in Montana with a Montana gun. Montana guy. And a cowboy hat. 
Maybe it was the 70s and everybody wanted a Les Paul, everybody wanted a Marshall Stack. In walks some dude with a Jazzmaster in Montana. Nope, get that shit out of here. Yeah. Get it out of here. Is the hole where the body would have sat? Yeah. So the guitar wasn't in it. There's no hole in the guitar. There's no hole in the guitar. Yeah, if you put yeah. the guitar in the case, the body sits right over oh. <laughs> where the bullet hole is. Yeah. But we will post it. pictures of the bullet hole. Yeah. It is really cool. Yeah. What else did you get? What didn't we get? Yeah. A lot right. of Telecasters, some Strats, some Dan Electros, a couple Martins. The good stuff. Did you leave stuff behind? We did. There was a list of a lot of things. And we took, I would say, 90% of it. Oh. And there were some things that they wanted to keep in the family. And there were some things that were maybe projects. Right. Because that thing, it looks great. That is not something that you need any work done to. Hey, Frank. Yes. Uh, how did you get into this business? So growing up, my, my dad played guitar and bass and collected uh, instruments and stuff and kind of was buddies with a, a gentleman in town that owns a music store and kind of sweet talked him into letting me sweep the floors and clean the toilets. Sweet, sweet toilets. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> sweet uh, talk him. So I left my... Let my boy clean your shitter. <laughs> I got to leave my job of uh, bagging groceries and sweep floors at a guitar store, which was really, really cool. And played bands and worked at other music stores. And I don't really know how to do anything else. And I didn't go to college. So here we are. When you opened your first store, it was not in the location it's no, in no, now. No, we, it was we were down, down the street. We actually started online first for about 10 months before we had the first location. So I had a small, small collection of guitars, and you know, when, when the website went up, yeah. that was that was it. Small collection, like twenty or. I think we started with ten guitars, wow. uh, Roland Space Echo, and two amps. Wow, that's crazy! Yeah. As a whole, started in 2011. We opened the store down the street in 2012, and moved to our current location in 2015. And then you opened the Portland store like... September of 2017, so last last fall. Where's the Portland store? Uh, 19th and Lovejoy. Cool. Uh, so you're still playing? Yes. So I play in a band with some buddies of mine that are all kind of in the guitar community. The singer in the band works in another music store in town. The bass player works at that same store. Our drummer works at a studio. We just are all kind of guys that do things. That's great. Involving yeah. instruments. What's the name of the band? The Hollers. The Hollers, Ed. Do you know the Hollers? I love them. I don't know them. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> uh, that's okay. I took the liberty of uh, calling some up. Uh, okay. I told Frank that I've been known to be cantankerous. That Ed is very cantankerous. Yep. I can take it. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Two guitarists in this band, is it? Three, actually. Three? Three Three guitarists, yes. Okay, this is called Something Real by The Hollers, Ed. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Is this you, Frank? No, uh, here in just a second. Right. Yeah, right Oh, listen to that. Is that a uh, 1959 Jazzmaster? No. That's a, a Les Paul Jr. With P90s? With P90s. Ah, oh, great. That is a good one. Yep. Guess what color it is? Uh, TV yellow. It is. Oh, that, that might be my favorite yeah. guitar. I like it. That's, that is great. Yeah. Is it a double cut? So I have a double cut and a single cut. I have a 55 single cut and a 59 double cut. The double cut is killer. So that's the Johnny, that's, Th Johnny Thunders guitar. I love yeah. it. But the Jazzmaster is pretty good too. Uh, you know what the first year for the Jazzmaster was? 1959. Mm. 
1958. Thank you, Frank. I didn't want to directly contradict Ed. I I believe Frank. We've fact-checked you a bit, and you... Oh, I make shit up. Yeah. I'm very embarrassed to say that in our Hagstrom episode, I declared Carl Eric Hagstrom to be very much alive and kicking. Great! Uh, When, in fact, he is not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Carl Eric's gone? Carl Eric is gone. When did that happen? He left us in 2010. A little while back. Okay. So eight, eight years ago, you know. and somehow I missed it. What do you think about ABBA, Frank? Uh, <laughs> exactly. And somehow John brings him up. Every goddamn episode, we have to talk about ABBA for like five minutes. To be perfectly honest, I don't know if I've listened enough to, of it to really like, form an Name opinion. an ABBA song. Can't do it. He played two of them for me last time, and it's like, oh yeah, that's ABBA. And like, we just did this last week, and I still can't name a fucking ABBA song. I don't know. Dancing Queen? Yes. <laughs> yes. See, you know dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Abba. Yeah. Okay. Of course you do. Good. Who gives a shit? Frank don't care. Well, Frank doesn't care. No. So, yes. 1958, this thing yep. was introduced. It's a Leo Fender design. Great. Leo was in the habit of taking lots of feedback from local musicians in the Orange County, California scene. Surfer boys. Not at that point. When Leo starts up around, let's just say 1950, so it doesn't get complicated. <laughs> 48, 47 or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. A lot of kind of country... Hicks. Hicks. Why would you say that, Ed? <laughs> I'm a coastal elite. That's my character on the podcast. Yeah, so Leo is very used to making workmanlike guitars that these guys are going to play the genre of music they play in. So, right. Cowboys. Right. What do you need? Here's a Telecaster. Great. Fuck that uh, stand-up you're dragging all around. Here's an electric solid body bass. Perfect. Uh, So that kind of thing. And of course, those were very successful. Sure. In light of that, he thinks, what we don't have out here in Fender, California, are jazz cats. No. But if we could come up with something that the jazz cats would like back east, maybe we'll have yet another hit on our hands. Another hit like the telly. Yes. Okay. So he sets about trying to do that. Frank's going to correct you. What I was going to say was... When they developed the Jazzmaster, the idea was to kind of make the nicest electric guitar that they'd made up until that point. So to take the things of the Telecaster that people loved and the Stratocaster and do the fanciest, nicest version of that. And that was the idea when they developed it. Did it come out like at the same time as the Jag? Were they like... 62? Yeah, after. Got it. They sent a goddamn monkey up into space in 1958. With a Jazzmaster? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they did. The U.S. sent a monkey up, two of them, and they lived. When they came back, they were they were pissed. <laughs> they were alive. I, I, they, they were alive. Really? They, yeah, they made it up and back. They were just probably happy to be back, monkey style. <laughs> right, all monkey style. Exactly. Yes. The thing is, mm-hmm. uh, didn't really work out that way for the Jazz Cats. Why not? They didn't like uh, it. They like their ES 175s. They like their L5. the jazz. They like the big jazz boxes. But these are the guys with the turtlenecks, right? Perfect guitar for those dudes. If I were Fender at the time, I would think that's what they need. Uh, didn't really work out that way. But the <laughs> aforementioned country hick dudes out there in Fender, California, <laughs> yeah. there were some hybrid guys out there. Oh. Country jazz. Really? I didn't know this. Roy Lanham, guitar player, born in 1923. This guy was actually phenomenal. He gets his hands on a jazz master and starts doing his weird country jazz whatever. What's Roy doing these days? Roy is uh, not doing a whole lot these days. (laughs) Shit. Uh, He left us in 91. 
He also, for a while, played with Roy Rogers. Oh, great. Roy Rogers. Silver. He had that. Yeah, that, tr- that, Trigger. Who had Silver? Silver was that? That was the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, yeah. Yep, I get it. You're into it. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I love it. Nah, you know. I'm okay with it. I like that it was done then. I'm less into it when dudes today are playing that. So he's playing with that jazz sensibility, but yeah. it's uh, it's kind of country. Yeah. It's got the slap back going. Come on. Slap back me? it. Yep. Slowly but surely, that's where the success starts coming from. The West Coast here where we are, not yeah. the East Coast jazz cats who are with their reefers. West Coast is the best coast, baby. Yeah. Everybody says that. Everybody. So you know where the jazz master breaks wide open? Uh, Fender, California. No. Uh, Seattle, Washington. Yes. Really? West Seattle? Frank. Tacoma. Okay. The Ventures. Yeah. Walk, don't run. Yeah. The lead guitarist, Bob Bogle, he's a Seattle guy. Right. Even What's the, he doing these days? Uh, what is he doing these days? Not much. <laughs> it's really depressing. It's just That a gong litany. is just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. Oh. How about that, huh? That. That lead line, that's a jazz master. I love it. This is great. That's great. How does it happen that music just goes from not that to that? You know what I mean? How did dudes start playing that surf style and it just became like super popular? Well, that guy listened to this guy that heard another guy playing in his basement and he's like, I can do that, but I'm going to do it like this. Right, right. And then his buddy heard him do it like that. It's like, no, I'm going to do it like this. Yeah. And then boom, you have adventures. Yeah. It certainly happens organically like that, but I don't know that you could trace that no. lineage, you know? But like when it happens, lost. everybody jumps on the wagon. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, exactly. So a band like that, you know, in any genre becomes popular and then everybody yeah. Yeah. Know, gets a jazz master. There wasn't a whole lot of surf. And then there was a shit ton. And I don't know if the Ventures were the first, per se. Yeah. I'm sure there were sure. You know, maybe some other bands yep. before mm-hmm. them. That- yep. So I wonder if you had to be a real snooty guy to play that guitar in the day because that was expensive. So I think when those actually hit the market, they were more expensive than a Telecaster or a Stratocaster because they were the... Like a lot, right? Weren't they a I don't know by how much, but they were a a good amount more. You were shelling out the money. Yeah, so... 100 bucks, 122 bucks, 125 bucks, somewhere in that range. More, though. But that's like, you know, when you're paying 300 bucks and your mortgage payment's 80. Yeah, it's crazy. Not now. No, 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 no. no. No, Especially here in Seattle. Yeah. So one of the things that makes that tone different, I don't know if you spotted it, Yep. In both Adventures and the Royal Landham thing is it's kind of warm and mellower. These pickups are shallow. They sit shallow. So they're wound and they sit low. And so the windings are farther apart. It makes it a kind of broader, warmer tone. And that's still the lead circuit. So you have, you know, lead circuit and then you have a rhythm circuit that's darker. There are a lot of knobs and switches and shit going on with that thing. Like, what's the the lead circuit up top? All right. So you have two pickups. Yep. Bridge pickup, neck pickup. Yep. Um, And you have a three-way toggle switch. Okay. Volume and tone knob. Yep. And then up here, you have this, like, mystery switch, right? Nobody knew what it did until 1992. Uh, (laughs) So and now they just like had bypassed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people ripped it out. All the all the grunge guys. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. So 
this rhythm circuit here kind of controls the two different circuits. So when you're in the down position, you have your three-way switch, which works like a Les Paul or a Telecaster, and then you have your volume and tone knob. Yep. And you switch this bad boy up here. You're just, okay. just hearing the neck pickup, and you have a volume and tone specifically just for the neck pickup. Just for that. And all this nonsense down here is bypassed, so this doesn't do anything. Weird. What? What? Hmm. Why would you do that? I could tell you exactly why. Yeah? If you're going back and forth between some sort of lead tone and rhythm tone, and you set your rhythm tone, so then when you get to that part in the song, flip the switch, you're there. There's no messing around with your tone and your yeah. volume. You're already there. I'm a single pickup guy, so I just kind of throw it, you know, in the lead circuit, yep. bridge pickup, and... and that's it. Not My everybody man. does that. That's the, the, the caveman approach to the Jazz Master, which I use. Caveman. I dig it. I was really excited about this episode because I like a lot of Jazz Master players. Yeah. A lot of these offset bodies got really yep. popular in the 70s. And we like to think that it's because, oh, these uh, particular bands were influential enough to kind of drive that market. But those bands themselves were buying these things because they were cheap. Nobody yep. wanted them. 70s, here's a Les Paul. Here's your Marshall stack. Here's all this. Who wants that? Who wants that Jazzmaster? Jazzmaster, Jaguar, Mustang. Yeah. No one. So that's what happens. They kind of upstarts, pick them up, and as they start hitting or becoming more influential, then yep. everybody's taking another look at these One songs. of your boys loves those things. Elvis Costello? That's the one. Yep. So you can hear it's kind of mellower. Yep. But somehow with a bite. Yep. swastika tattoo great great choice john yeah well you know shit you know how we do <laughs> that was uh, timely that was 1977 <laughs> yep but also in 1977 you know television do you know television mm -hmm. frank oh yeah frank likes television yep. yeah yeah what's that what's that dude's name tom verlaine yeah verlaine they go into the studio to record marquee moon their debut album yep verlaine says put me on the left side leave it and that's what they did. Yeah. So on the left side is Tom Verlaine with uh, Jazzmaster. On the yeah. right is Richard Lloyd with probably a Strat. I don't know. Title track from Mark. No one's going to fact check this. Left side. Yeah. It's a Jazzmaster. I dig this song a lot. It's really cool. Yep. It's pretty good, huh? Yep. It's real good. It's real good. Verlaine played on, uh, like, didn't he do a bunch of stuff on Matthew Sweet's uh, Girlfriend album? No, that was Richard Lord. Was it? God yeah, damn it. It was. I'm sure. happy to report Verlaine's still playing. Richard Lord's still alive, oh, as far as I know. Great. Uh, no gong great, for those guys. Great. No, 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 no gong. gong for that. Elvis Costello? Still alive. Great. At this point, 77, there have been a few incarnations of the Jazz Master. Mm -hmm. What'd they do, Frank? So the original 58, 62, halfway through 62, had a slab Brazilian rosewood fingerboard, so really thick rosewood fingerboard on a maple neck. And then halfway through 1962, they switched to what they called a thin veneer fingerboard and used that up until 1965. Still had rosewood fingerboard, but they changed the little things with binding and yep. dots and blocks and 65, does that sound familiar, Ed? In 65, Leo Fender got a sinus infection so bad, he thought he was going to die, so he sold Fender. Have you ever had a cold so bad you thought about selling Thunder Road guitars? Every day? Like, like taking off first. A little bit of a headache and just like, fuck it, I'm out. Can I see the front of that guitar? Is it dots? It is yeah, clay dots. Clay yep. dots. Yep. That gold pickguard 
is so great. Speaking of things they did differently, 5859 had the gold anodized pickguard. Yeah. And then uh, towards the tail end of the year, they switched to having a tortoiseshell pickguard on Sunburst guitars. So was it only the two years that they had yep. the gold pick? Wow. There's uh, some reissue guitars that have the, the gold anodized Oh, guard. do they? Okay, yeah. The that J, must J. be. J. Massis Jazzmaster, the Squire J. Massis Jazzmaster. All yeah. Around. Is that the purple one? Yep. They did a, a purple one that was the Fender branded one, and then they have a Squire branded one that yep. also has a gold guard. What do you think of that? If you're a Joe musician and you've yep. had a career to the point where Fender comes to you and says, hey, we're going to make a Ed Peterson signature guitar. Give me a call, at, assholes. Yeah, at first, you must be thinking, that's amazing. Until they say, yeah, you know, it'll be a Squire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and usually they do one or the other. X guitarist gets a Strat, and then X guitarist gets the Squire Strat. I think it's pretty rare that they have. So he has both. He has both. Yeah. Oh. They do the, the Squire version of it, and then they did a Fender version of it, and they look a little oh. different. I thought they were all Squires with that like purple flake. So that's the so like, Fender. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah. The, the uh, Squire is a kind of white. Oh, okay. Off white. Okay. Color. They did an Elvis Costello one. They as did. Well. It's wow. natural. Is that an American? I think so. Yes. It's like an American vintage. Love it. Jay Massis, how's he doing? Uh, Jay Massis, still very much with us. Great. Okay, so that was 77. Okay. Riding high. These guys are picking them up for cheap. Mm-hmm. They're playing them. They're mm-hmm. making their mark. Everybody yep. knows who they are and what they're playing. Yep. Uh, they're modifying them. They're ripping the guts out of them because it's too complicated. They can't remember stuff. <laughs> yeah. Rip uh, everything out. One pickup. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to buy this guitar with all these switches and knobs precisely so I can rip all the switches and knobs out of them. The signs are good, right? Yep. Everything's going great. The signs are not good. No. In 1980? Yeah. Uh, they discontinue the Jazzmaster. Leo's long gone. The Fender ship, they don't know what the hell they're doing. That was a dark, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Like late 70s. Yes. And there's some really wonderful guitars from that era, and there's some really not wonderful guitars. Name a wonderful guitar from that era. I just mean a variation of a guitar. So let's say you line up six Stratocasters from 1979. Yeah. You know, two of them are going to be like pretty good. Four of them are going to be horrible, and yeah. there's going to be one that's like great. And that you can say that about any era of guitars, but that yeah. particular era, yeah, for just quality control. Fender was, and Gibson, yep, uh, was a little a little sketchy. Ed loves Gibson <laughs> as as a company. Mm-hmm. Ed has a great amount of respect for Gibson. I don't, Frank. It's... I got it in two 2018 Gibson guitars today. Really? That I'm not going to comment on, but they they both came in and they're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're great they're right? great they're great yeah okay yeah i just so we're at 1980 yep. who's president in 1980 <sighs> was it jelly bean dude <laughs> not a fan of that guy or is it still carter that's when reagan gets elected right i wasn't alive yet it's a good thing frank <laughs> I can't speak to yeah. that yeah. Uh, <laughs> reagan won in 1980 Ah, a dark time. Frank can't speak to it because he wasn't alive yet. We often hear that Reagan, behind the scenes, made backdoor deals to release the hostages. The October surprise. Yeah. So who's to say that he didn't orchestrate the discontinuation of the Jazzmaster? <laughs> that would be classic Reagan. You know, he lived in California at the time, not far from Fender, California. Uh-huh. Yep. He was governor of California. Okay. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator. Exactly. <laughs> that second Terminator, though, I'm telling you, is like one of the best movies. Exactly. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Uh, we got there from well, I think this oh, is Ronald like... Reagan, R.I.P. <laughs> Don't bother. All right, fine. Okay. 
It's all coming into clearer focus now, though. Maybe Reagan says, you know, I get elected to this thing. Mm -hmm. The Jazz Master's gone. That dude is a monster in more ways than one, so I would not be surprised if he did that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Get elected president (laughs) and immediately discontinue a beloved guitar. Yeah. Did he do two terms or one? He did two. Okay. By his second term, he's getting kind of addled. 1984. Right. The Jazz Master comes back. Really? They reintroduce it. There's only a four-year gap? I've seen lots of Japanese Jazz Master. I think you may be onto something, Frank. Perhaps these were Japanese. Yep. Which makes sense also. Mm -hmm. Take them over to Japan where Reagan can't get near them. Sure. So there are these reintroduced uh, models that have all the features and benefits of the ones made in 62 and 66. Right. You know Tad? (laughs) I do know Tad. Grunge Tad? Yeah. Yeah, I know Tad. Is he a West Seattle guy? I think he is. That's great. He's got a big beard. Beardy old dude? Yeah. Wow. What year is this? <laughs> Tad. That's great. Yeah. That was called High on the Hog. That was yeah. 1990. Great, Tad. You know, the Cure really likes their jazz masters. Is there a Robert Smith signature jazz master, Frank? No. There is a Robert Smith signature Schechter, though. <laughs> I think. Schechter. Yeah. We should cover that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Robert Smith. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. So you can kind of hear that that warmer, yep. warmer tone coming off those pickups. Okay, it's a cure. You know what the cure sounds like. Everybody knows what the cure sounds like. Makeup and stuff. Did you know the cars like them too? Uh, nope. The cars like them too. Okay. Who? Rick Ocasek? Hear that? Does that sound like a jazz master or what? Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Great. Okay. It's still got life. Yeah. It's still going on. So people are picking them up. They're yep. not buying those. Despite Reagan, they're not going to buy them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. 91. Yeah. You know what happens in 91, don't you? Does Loveless come out in 91? Yes. Oh, my God. Kevin Shields? Yeah. He's yeah. recording the sessions for that album, and he's doing the Kevin Shields thing with all the different effects and doing whatever he's doing. Yep. But the producer feels he is not getting enough variance in what he can do and suggests to him, mm-hmm. why don't you try this here, Jazzmaster? Oh, really? And from that point on, I think Kevin Shields is a Jazzmaster slash Jaguar that's, dude. That's his deal. Uh I love it. It's pretty good. (laughs) I love it. Yep. I I saw them, and the security guards at the door had buckets of earplugs. Earplugs. (laughs) And they made you take earplugs when you walked in. It's probably some sort of liability you know you, uh, yeah you go see my bloody like, valentine and you're deaf and I, yeah. I think <laughs> you know there's like a funny cool factor thing to it of just like you know mandatory I, earplugs i think i heard in there i don't know the first example we've heard of somebody working the tremolo arm they do a lot of weird rhythm work where they play the chords with 
bending you know, it out of tune bending it yeah, yeah with the right, tremolo like right. all kind of the tremolo arm is longer than normal mm-hmm. well where it sits your hand's gonna sit right there you know if it uh part of that's due to the tailpiece being so far back why is the tailpiece back so far no idea perfect that's nice. why we brought you frank for those <laughs> yep. kind of insightful <laughs> i'm sure there's i'm sure there's you know a caller can call yeah. in yeah and, yeah and exactly us. we're yeah. waiting anytime they'll be calling yeah. in do you play with the uh, tremolo much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely you, serves a purpose, I think. Do you do uh, the uh, the rhythm thing with it at not all? Not so or? much. Yeah. Mostly as a... It seems like a weird thing, yeah. but I definitely see people doing it. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. yeah. I think the first time... Remember the first time I saw somebody do that? I was like, what the hell? Are you yeah, doing? yeah. Like, <laughs> like actually holding yeah, on to it and strumming at the same time. the same chord, bending yep. the guitar to... Yep. And I'm like, what the yep. fuck are you doing? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's the what's the difference between the pickup on that and the Jaguar? Hit it, Frank. The Jazzmaster pickup is is wound a little hotter than yep. a Jaguar pickup. Okay. Uh, the size is obviously different as right. well. Uh, they sound different. Uh, to me, the Jag pickup sounds more Strat like. You know, right. but it's a little brighter and snappier. Yep. Uh, depending on the guitar, I've always found Jazzmasters to sound a little darker than yeah. a Strat or a Jaguar. All right. Keep going, John. Uh, keep, keep going. You want to yeah. know who else T- is uh, doing Yeah, st- tell me more. Doing stuff? Yeah. Jay Massis. Mascus. He likes distortion. We know that, but also, you know... That's pretty nice, huh? I love it. A couple months ago, I was playing guitar, like I do, and Vicky said, that sounds like Dinosaur Jr., and I've never been happier about anything in my whole entire life. That's impressive. Were you going through uh, a Big That's, Muff? I bought one of those green Big Muff reissues. I bought one of those from you, Frank. They're great. They're they're <laughs> yeah. super affordable. Yep. They sound great. Yep. And you plug one of the op amps in next to whatever cool new fuzz of the week is that's $300. Yep. And... I think it sounds just as good, if not better, than a lot of them, and they're sixty-five bucks. Yeah, you know, retail. I know. They're I great. Know. Isn't that something? We sell more of those right now than any other pedal we have in stock. Uh, ninety-nine. It's safe to make jazz masters again. Now we're talking about the American Vintage reissues. Right. What, what do you know about those, Frank? They're great. Fender started the American Vintage reissue line in nineteen eighty-two with a really small kind of portion of guitars. So they did a fifty-two Telecaster. 62 Strat, 57 Strat, and then a 62P bass, and I think a jazz bass. And then in the 90s, at the tail end of the 90s, they started the Jaguar 62 reissue and the 62 reissue Jazzmaster. I had one of the Jags. It was never exactly my thing. Funny thing about these guitars that we haven't really talked about yet is you have to set them up a certain way to get them to play the way that they should. And a lot of people just kind of throw strings on them and they're like, this thing sucks. It, it doesn't stay in tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't little, I don't know what that little button does. Yep. The, yep. the bridge, the strings are flopping around the bridge. That button's flopping back and forth. And you're like, <laughs> I, what is happening here? Floppy buttons. <laughs> oh, oh, man. There's a new band name for you, Frank. I'm or, in. Okay. I'm in, Frank. Fr- I get to play drums. Great. I'm, 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 All right. Yeah, Frank's great. floppy buttons. Yep. Yep. So, but uh, I think one of the the big things to make them play well is heavier strings. Heavier than you would use on, say, a Telecaster or a Les Paul. I've just found in my experience that they play better, they sound better. What gauge of strings are on that Jazzmaster? 11. You know what they say, Ed? (laughs) Tension equals tone. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yep, they do say that. I love it. If you put a set of nines on that guitar, it would just be like the worst 
the absolute worst thing mm. in the world. Yeah. Guitar Center, right yep. out of the box. Yep. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Here exactly. you go, sir. Yep. So I yep. worked at Guitar Center for a very, very short time. Did you? And it was right when they sold the company. So Guitar Center was like privately owned and they sold it to this conglomeration that owns Toys R Us and a bunch of other shit. And uh, they stopped. the Toys mo- R Us was owned by uh, Bain, Bain Capital. That's who owns Guitar Center. I don't know if they still do, but they did oh. it this time. You know Bain Capital. They're uh, run by Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And but, he uh, bankrupted Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. And what do you think's happening with her? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's, a, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Great. But, Bam. Uh, <laughs> but um, that the month that I started working there, they, uh-huh. they cut the whole, they got rid of, you know, no haggling, no deals. We're not doing any deals. And growing up, going to music stores and Guitar Center and, and Musician's Friend when there was still a Musician's Friend in the area. That's part of the culture, you know? You, 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 you haggle a little bit. There's a little bit of kind of used car. Yeah, yeah. What's your best deal? You know, I mean, that's just part of the business. And so it was really interesting to see that. I've bought a few things from you, mm-hmm. most of them before we came in and annoyed you so much. Uh-huh. And I never felt weird buying anything there like Good. that. And I've always walked out thinking, I got Didn't more get f- fucked. Whatever it is that your guys and you do. I try to do not that. Yep. Hey, what about Sonic Youth? Lee Ronaldo. He likes the Jazz Master. He likes the Tele Deluxe. In a did Jazz you? Master. Yes. Wide range pickups in a Jazz Master. Yeah. Yep. So they did a yep. Fender did a Lee Ronaldo oh, Jazz Master with the... with the wide ranges in it. Oh, I did not know that. I am a big That's... fan of those pickups. You know that, Ed. I do. They sound they sound great. I just wish that guitar wasn't a Telecaster. You could do the thin line. Lighter for people that can't hold heavy weights, Ed. For the elderly. So this something ageism with... has got to stop. It's got to stop. I think I'm a bigger fan of the custom. The custom's you know. got the kind of hybrid almost. They're, they're cool to have in the store, but I've never personally bonded with. Mm. But you have with the Deluxe? Yeah, I like the Deluxe. It's a great Deluxe. guitar. You know what's strange about this, though? Whether it's the Jazzmaster or the Telecaster Deluxe or any of these models that go out of fashion then come back in fashion. It's not like the guitars themselves over the years got better or got worse, but maybe the way people were using them changed. That whole 90s era Sonic Youth, Dinosaur Jr., and My Bloody Valentine. I love all that stuff. I wonder if this was... uh, I wonder if that's with Ronaldo's Tele Deluxe pickups. Because I think I... He didn't start... Stop it. Turn it off. He didn't start putting those pickups in early on. Early on, he played just straight up jazz masters, and but he liked a Tele Deluxe, and so they added them later. I read that, uh, or I saw an interview with Jay Maskus. Masking tape. <laughs> Jay Masking. He drove an hour and a half to a guitar store because there was an ad in the paper that they had a strap for $400, he shows up and the guy says, oh no, it's 450 And he didn't have 450 he had $400. But we've got this Jazzmaster for 300 and we have a Jaguar for 200 He bought his first Jazzmaster for 300 bucks. Uh-huh. What's that 59 That's like uh, 300 bucks? Uh, I'll, give, I'll, I'll, give you four. I'll, I'll give you four for it. <laughs> they become a little more collectible. Why do you think that is, Frank? If you look at the Fender guitar lineup in 1959, a lot of that stuff's really expensive now. 
and you look at the Jazz Master, and it's not cheap, but they just for the longest time have been more affordable. They're incredibly popular right now, so I think that's helped kind of drive the prices up on the old stuff. Not even seven years ago, I was working at another store in town, and we had one of these, Gold Guard, and it just sat, and it sat, and it sat. Nobody wanted it. Nobody looked at it. It sat there for maybe a year. I can attest to Frank's advice for heavier strings and getting it set up and looking at the bridge. I put a mastery bridge on my Jaguar. Big difference. Yeah, well, he took the biggest problem that these guitars have and and fixed it. Nels Klein, the guitarist for Wilco, mm-hmm. plays tons of Jaguars and Jazz Masters. That's a, he loves them. He puts a mastery bridge on every single one of them. So the guy from Mastery Bridge is pretty stoked about this podcast right now. Well, speaking of Nels Klein, I've got a solo that he plays. Okay. Uh, it's got to be one of the prettiest guitar solos he does. I chose this one because it highlights the Jazzmaster sound, but also he's really working the tremolo arm on the notes he's playing. So tell me what you think of this. I'm ready. All right. Just shaking that thing. Oh, I hear him. Yep. What do you think about that, Frank? It's pretty good, I think. Yep. All right. If you were wondering what Frank said about that solo, he gave two thumbs two up. Two thumbs up. Which I don't know how well that transferred through the podcast. I don't think medium. anybody heard it. I, I heard it. A little closer to our own time on the planet. Okay. What do you know about Jessica Dobson? Local. She's from here. She is from here. Here, West she, Seattle? Uh, Beautiful West Seattle? I don't know Seattle. about Seattle, but definitely Seattle. She plays okay. in a band called Deep Sea Diver. Deep I Sea yeah. Diver. That's a jazz master. This is my jam. I'm super into it. Yep. Yep. All right. It's pretty good, huh? I love it. Uh, hers is one of those natural finish ones. One of the Elvis Costellos? Did they have an actual natural finish model outside of the Elvis Costello one? No. Okay, we're modern day, we're right now. Modern like day, that. and the thing that happens to every manufacturer, yep. of course, happens to Fender. Okay. We've talked about the manufacturers that make this thing. Yep. It doesn't sell, they discontinue it, they bring it back, it becomes popular, people are buying right. used one, blah, blah, yep. blah. So then they start seeing dollar signs, and they start shipping manufacturing overseas. Yep. And so now you've got a dizzying array of possibilities. You've got the Squire series. Mm-hmm. You've got the Mexican Classic Player Series. Wow. The American Special Series. Okay. The American Professional Series. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, Custom Shop. Sure. Uh, Those are all right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, confusing. It's the guitar world right now, if you're talking about modern, you walk into a, a Gibson dealer, right? You want to buy a Les Paul. Jesus. There's like... <laughs> Every there's the custom, there's the junior, there's the special, there's the special elite light plus right. blah 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 blah. <laughs> and the same thing goes for Fender, you know, yeah. strats and tellies and jaguars and jazz masters. Why don't you play that thing, Frank? Yeah. Oh. That's nice. 
pedal sounds great. Yeah. I don't know if it's a uh, op amp big muff, but it sounds pretty good. <laughs> For the record, I am now holding this guitar in my hands. Yep. I like the larger body. Looks good on you. It fits. I wonder if I can do any of that television. Yeah. So let me hear that distortion, Frank. That fuzz- fuzzular. So I had a guy in the store today that I thought was going to leave with it. He was going to give us two jazz masters. If he did that, if he came into the shop uh-huh. with two like American vintage uh-huh. reissue jazz masters. I got two guys to call. All right. All right. Hey, Frank, uh, how can people get in touch with you? They can stop by our store. <laughs> Where's in, that? In lovely West Seattle. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful West Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Great. They can check out our website, which is 24-7. Thunderroadguitars.com. Yeah. We got Instagram. We're quite popular popular there facebook yep. do you sell more online or in person it can vary but it's it's usually about half and half we have a weird little niche where companies like amazon they don't want to go and like have to source old broken guitars they don't want to deal with that good yeah yes we're very fortunate that we get to kind of fall into this back alley kind of right. par- part of retail that the rest of the world doesn't really want anything to do with if you like some good old-fashioned back alley retail <laughs> You know uh, what I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Not, not, yeah. Yes. If anyone out there is anywhere near West Seattle, you should totally go in if you want to just gander at guitars. And it's crazy the turnover in that store. You have to inspect them all. You have to clean them all. You have to set them all up. Everything gets pulled apart yep. and is set up with new strings, cleaned, and photographed on the website. Buy guitars from Frank. Thunderroadguitars.com. Frank is great. The store yep. is great. Yeah. Are we done? How can people find more about us, Ed? They could go to thehighgain.com. They could. They could go to Facebook. Yeah, they could find us on Facebook.com, The High Gain, or Twitter, The High Gain, or Instagram, The High Gain. That's right. Could they email us? They could email us at thehighgainpod at gmail.com. Great. You know what else they could do, Ed? What? They could get the podcasts anywhere they get podcasts. We're everywhere. Like iTunes, yep. Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Uh, Google Play. Yep. Shit like that. All kinds of shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Back alley retail. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell that was. I got to not say that again. <laughs>